Mike, Steve, Gregor, and Greg. I believe this is episode 25. Burgers and dogs. Burgers and dogs, baby. Burgers and dogs. Which is probably not what you think it is. Uh, We're going to discuss tonight what makes a good club. And I got to find my notes because, you know, we've only been trying to get this going for a minute or two. Yeah. A few minutes. We've got five listeners. I have a feeling that four of those are doing the talking tonight. It's probably Steve (laughs) twice. (laughs) Hey, what can I say? I'm trying to boost our ratings, man. Oh, I love hey, it. Nothing wrong with that. Ratings. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Right, 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 right. How do we see who's uh who's paying attention? Can I do that? I don't want to do that on like double loop. Yeah, you're the only one that can see who's like oh, watching. Somebody dropped off. Now we've only got three watching. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's just us. <laughs> well, that's okay. So our Mike Pound is watching us. Mike, you there? Can you see can you see us? Are we there? I think there's a bit of a delay. There's oh, a yeah. huge I think so. delay. Huge Watch. delay. Shh. Wait for huge. it. It's, it's huge. Wait. Okay. huge. Can we well, all hop on as our individual accounts and that way we get boosted numbers? I think it's a good idea. You know? We had five people listening. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right. this was Jordan McFarland's idea. I think it's a good idea. We'll see if it works, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's an awesome idea he came up with. All right. Is well, that guy going to have a fun fly this year? Yeah. Yeah. We got Is a he? couple fun flies coming up, don't we? Um, I think we do. Can we just like nag on somebody and call somebody out here? Like, like who? Uh, I wonder if we can do an ad, Jordan. Like, if that pulls it up. Uh, hang on. Nope. Wait, nope. Wait, wait, oh. There we go. <laughs> uh, wait, mm-hmm. All right. What was so, that, Gregor? Did you have a fly go by? Yeah, I did. Gregor Absolute McGrath, it's your turn to introduce the fun flies coming up. There was a little mistake. Actually, we got one coming up this weekend if we can get this. Well, I mean, technically, there is one coming up this weekend. You go, yeah. Gregor. Yeah, so this weekend, uh, or March 14th through the 17th, Amps Heli Smack Fest in Miami, Florida this weekend. Are you reading, you like are you that? reading the same thing I am? <laughs> hey. I don't know what's in your cup, but I know what's in my cup, and even I can pay attention. Come on, now. let's try that again. From the top. From the top. I, you know, I, I like to start at three. You know, that works really well. But uh, February 22nd through the 25th, RCHO, the chill out in Nightdale, North Carolina. That's going to be a hoot. I have a feeling that there's going to be uh, a few couches being sacrificed. Um, April 18th through the 21st, one of my favorites, the Ranch Heli Beaters Fun Fly. And that's in, <laughs> that's at uh, Creek Livermore, California. I only know the, the Patterson Drive. Patterson Drive. It's Birch Creek, but Birch Creek. I know I was there, missing. Creek. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say Birch, it says Creek. And I'm like, I know this, but I can't remember it. I should know this. I've been there enough. And then March 14th, which uh, I've already announced, and that is not this weekend. That is actually March 14th, not February 14th. Who's the coming Amps there with me? Heli Smack Fest. 
Yeah, who's going to that? That that's uh that's an event I'm gonna, I'd like to go to. I'm gonna try my first F3C event. I'm I'm gonna really gonna work hard and I'm try to practice for it. I plan nice. on going out there to give that a shot for the Soxos so Cup. Cool. Nice. That sounds like fun. So I mean, if anything, you're not gonna be last because I'll be there. <laughs> go go put Steve on his toes. Oh all right. May second <laughs> through the fifth, spring fling. That's in uh, at Fark in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Amazing I hear event. That's a beautiful Always. field. Oh, I've not gosh. been there, but it is like across the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> you have that's no totally excuse not to be there. Dude. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. What's that? Did you have not been been there? There. It's Fredericksburg. It's like an hour away. I got to drive a whole hour. Oh that's, my no, gosh. She's got to totally get up kidding. early. I'd live there if I was that close. Oh, man. Dude, I used to drive an hour and yeah, an hour and some change back and forth to my home field. It's no oh. problem. May 3rd through the 5th, Lark's Buckeye Blade Scrape, Delphos, Ohio. I hear that's a pretty good time. Yeah. Quite a few people talking about that one. That's awesome. I feel like back east, man, it's just a lot of cool events going on these days. Well, then they got one the May 3rd through the 4th, um, Queen City Heli Throwdown, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's awesome. Another event I've heard great things about. Then we've got May 17th through the 19th, Spring Thing in Cuba, New York. Oh, Any of you guys ever been to missing that? Some. I've not. I've actually never been to New York. Really? I've been to New York oh. at all. Oh, wow. No. Dang. Dang, Steve, you're missing out. I just listened that. to the I song. Don't know I don't even know. <laughs> New York. Oh. Sorry, la, I'll let Jay Z do it. La, la, Jordan McFarlane, where are you at? I don't know. Huge crowd tonight. Yeah, I know, Mike. Unfortunately, I don't see a lot of people. I see seven people watching. So, and this is a wow, good time to be here. We I are thought. gonna we are gonna make some cool announcements. So we do have a cool announcement because last post, the last event, we did chargers and batteries, right? That's right. And we threatened to give away a battery and an ISTT K4 charger tonight based on people liking, sharing, and commenting on our last post, right? Factual basis. And we count them up. You move to stipulate? Randomly drew some names, and we have two wieners. Was one a wiener and one a burger? Oh, burgers and dogs, burgers and dogs. So shall we announce the winner of the ISDT K4 charger? Let's do it. Let's announce it. Right now? Right this minute. Well, he's from Philly. Does that narrow it down anybody? Any, 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 anybody get excited? Philly. Would you have Tater is, Tots with... Oh. Uh, Tate. Tate. Jimmy Tate. Jimmy Tate. <laughs> Jimmy Tate, you are the winner of an ISDT K4. We will be reaching out to you to get Congratulations, such Jimmy. You're the man, Ricky. So charge those batteries <laughs> up. Uh, next up was the Maniac 6S5045C pack, right? Awesome yeah. pack. Who won Do that we want to wait a little while? I just want to give that away now. We're just going to give all the way in the beginning. So should we, you want to make think I wait? Woman. How about this? What if we said he's from Texas? What if we said let's wait so they can like stay up all night with us? There you go, make them wait. Yeah, I think that's Gotta a be, good thing. Come hang out with us. 
they can fast forward through it later and yeah. see who's the winner. No, <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. I think Sandy's from Texas. Uh, we're not going to name this the city, but uh, we'll just put uh, Texas. Then you can keep listening. That's right. Keep listening, huh? All right. So our topic was what makes a good club. We all experience clubs, and we've all had people who tell horror stories about the different clubs they've been to and problems they've had. So one of the things we talked about was what does make a good club. And we thought about some different um, things that we consider are important to a club and its growth, its presence in the community, and pilots as far as nurturing the hobby and growing, right? Yes. That's right. That's right. So what does make a good club? I think the, a big thing is participation. Club participation is huge. Um, and I think that's that's from beginning to end, whether you're at the club doing duties, um, attending the meetings. I try not to duty at the club. Well, sometimes it happens. You want, you want to hope that the, the duty room is clean. Yeah, yeah. And, and to get that clean, you need participation, right? <laughs> we can't take you anywhere, Steve. My goodness, uh, but I mean, seriously, participation is a huge, uh, a huge deal when it comes to the to the clubs. You know, um, I think that the club I belong to uh, years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of participation, and um, I think particip participation is important because, you know, if you're if you're showing up um, and you you're putting in your efforts, whether you're cleaning or showing up to the events, it gives you the ability to. Uh, meet and 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 learn the other types of personalities and, and i think that's important when you're you know with a club that's not just helicopters or airplanes but it's a mix of everything and and uh, you get to learn a lot about each other and um build relationships and i think that's really important you know and and without that participation i mean you know the few that are helping get upset and, and get sore with the others and and it almost becomes like it's a, it's a my club rather than an our club. So I mean, that's my two cents on it. I think so, that's how you break down those barriers for helicopters absolutely. versus airplane, um, you know, by participating. Cause that's how I've always done it. And I've had some pretty tough clubs um, yeah. and we've, we've gotten past it. Yeah. Super key. Yeah. Cause some of the things that we hear from people telling horror stories from their clubs is, um, Airplane guys don't like the helicopter guys, and the helicopter guys got to fly in the corner way over there only when the sun's a certain position in the sky and only holding your hat a certain way, you know, and then they seem to fight and do battle, and that is not healthy for any club. Right. You know, so you guys have had some experiences where clubs that got that to work out and balance out, weren't you? I definitely have. What, what did you see there? What was, how'd they handle that type of a problem? Or that at least relationship. Well, you know, they all want to fly a pattern, right? They all want to do their little circle and they don't want you to do 3D. And even if everybody's sitting there, they don't want you to do anything. Um, so I don't think going out there and smacking your heart as 3D to start with is probably the best idea. Start off slow, start off gentle, work with them, understand them, explain some of the safety things you do with a helicopter. Like they see you over there checking it. Um, maybe not run 2300 head speed on a on a 700 to get started, especially if you've got a big crowd, maybe dumb it down a little bit uh, on those busy days and then make sure you're, you're sharing the runway with them. Um, but what we did is we actually did a fun fly. <clears throat> this was out here when I was in St. Louis out of spirits uh, RC. They really did not like airplane or helicopter guys at all. They wanted to put you over in a corner and the whole thing. We had a helicopter fun fly and they're like, I didn't know you could make that kind of money at a fun fly. 
because we raised like 1500 bucks and this is 10 years ago and that's unheard of there was no kits given away or anything else you only had i don't know a handful of stuff we might have had a speed controller is the best thing we gave away at that and uh they just saw how the club ran and how people were and you know you had some of the safety conscientious people all freaking out because you're standing on the runway and you know how we normally fly at a fun fly that's not how they do it so they were a little flipped out that we were all, all stand they all stand bunched up at that field versus other fields you might be spread out and so we turned around and did that and uh once the fun fly happened and they saw how that interacted and they it opened a whole lot of doors we actually had two airplane guys that started flying helicopters and it kind of opened that door all right so basically getting them involved and respecting the fact that they're not comfortable with these whirling machetes of death like we are correct so their level of anxiety is going to be a little bit higher and um, they did. basically don't scare the shit out of them. Well, I, they did four star, four star 40 as well. And so those are playing with a 40 size motor, right? I think they're kind of a mid-wing and they, they race around pylons. And if you want to talk about something scary, watch some people that can't really fly fly around as fast as they can around pylons at 40 foot off the ground. That's That's pretty interesting. But when you go to help out, like if you just cook or just do that, and they see you want to interact and you want you want to be part of the club and not just show up, fly, and leave. Right. I think that really opens the door. That's interesting. So I, I, I've always had a hard time understanding how you can say a club is a club when you have the disparities between like airplane flyers and helicopter flyers. So like, is it really a club if it's two separate entities? My opinion's no. Uh, so if I'm somebody new getting into the hobby, what are some ideas of what somebody should look out for if they want to go join a club? What's, I mean, me personally, I think the first thing is, is, you know, Gregor, you said it like participation, but the, the willingness of the club members to help somebody that's new getting into the hobby take the time away to explain things to them, whether it be rules, how to join the AMA, uh, you know, if they're into helicopters, be the willingness of being able to like help them, you know, if they're going to purchase something, uh, set something up um, and, and be there for them. And instead of starting out at the point where there's this separation, right. I've never understood the whole airplane helicopter thing. It's like, you know, Greg and I, we talk about this all the time because I'm like, listen, I don't understand. This is a, this is a hobby. Right. Like this isn't, well, for a few people out there, it's, it's their job, but let's just say for 98% of the people that, that buy RC things and are into, it's just a hobby. So what makes it so like so much anger with the different clubs and, and we experienced here in Arizona. I mean, Greg and I, me, Greg and Lee went to uh, a, a field here locally. This was four years ago now to ask them about potentially doing the Southwest Heli Rodeo there. And it was the treasurer of the club literally said, yeah, I don't like helicopters. Right. Now, did my you show initial- up at the meeting? Is this where they said it? No, it, it wasn't a meeting. We just we we had set up a meeting to, to go up there, but it, it wasn't like a club meeting, right? 
And uh, my initial response was, I don't like airplanes. Like, what was I going to say? Like, what what does that mean? If I'm a, I've never met any of these people. At the time, I was fairly new back into the hobby. And I have this guy that, like, wouldn't look at me that was like, yeah, we don't like helicopters. I don't like helicopters. And I'm like, I I don't understand what that means. So I I think a lot of it comes from... Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but the level of danger with helicopters uh, years ago was, you know, was, was pretty, it, it was prevalent, you know, and um, I, I remember, and the reason I bring this up is, um, you know, when a lot of us started coming out to Orville Air Corps and flying helicopters a lot, this is the club I belong to, that I've been out for, gosh, like 18 years or better, Um a lot of the, it was it, the same thing, the same treatment. We don't like helicopters and the helicopter guys, you guys go down there if you're going to be here and we're over here and they would get all the nice tables and, and the cover and everything. And a lot of it stemmed from um, them being afraid of them and, and the old, um, and the, the old way that the helicopters were, they were just dangerous. They were afraid they were afraid of them because they were, they were always crashing. And, and one of the things that I brought up in a meeting uh, once was that, um, you know, because there were some guys that were just so stubborn, they wouldn't move forward and, and accept us. And what was funny is a lot of us at the time, were all flying airplanes as well. Um, but we were more into helicopters and, uh, and, um, one of the things that I, that I found was that they, they were just, they were very afraid of them and they just didn't know. And I, and I, I, I said, put it into perspective, how many times have you been out there and watched this person, this person, and this person almost hit us helicopter guys when they're taking off with their airplane. And how many times have you guys asked me or one of the other guys my age to go swim out in the lake to go get your airplanes because, you know, the, the pontoon is on the other side and you can't carry it over, you know, or the, the, the boat was so too far away to, you know, just those kind of things. And I'm like, look, we're like, we have a level of fear also, but if you guys are having fun and we're all paying attention you know, and, and I say, how many helicopters have you guys seen crash into the pits versus airplanes? And, and they, they all started. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's you guys and not us. I said, I'm just letting you know, like, we have this fear too, but we accept you. And we, we all just are mindful of those kind of things, you know? And, and then finally, you know, after, you know, after a long time, and I'm, I'm talking sometimes some of these guys we worked on for years and actually have become friends of mine over the years. Um, and when we speak often, um, they were just afraid of helicopters and, and they knew that helicopters were always so dangerous, you know, and I think a lot of it comes from, from those, those prehistoric times with helicopters, but you know, they're so, and obviously there's an exception to every rule, you know what I mean? So, um, I think, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it is the old way, fearing of the old way and the unknown. Exactly. You know, well, I think you hit the head on the, nail on the head right there showing up at the actual club meeting and showing Mm -hmm. interest in the club and wanting to be part of the club Mm -hmm. Uh, i brought on a helicopter more than once and i've done it at multiple clubs i've flown from one coast to the other here um and i've done it at multiple clubs and we've gone over the safety people have asked me the questions and people are like i don't like them i'm like hey if you want to get up and get a flight you want to be fly by yourself just speak up i mean there's there's enough field there's enough time and and i always try to allot my time yeah exactly 
but I went over the safety. I let people look at the helicopter. I let people um, ask the questions and all that kind of stuff. Somebody's not muted there. The safety. People who asked me the question. There you go. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Fail. Um, Fail. Yeah, that's that's some of the key stuff I would I would do. Showing up at a club meeting, showing interest in your club, and how can I help? And then go over some of that stuff. I I think. Uh, uh, Steve uh, Yoon was having some issues at his club where they didn't want to let people fly, and he was curious if he even wanted to join. I thought that was him, and I'm curious how that ever worked out because I I thought I chatted with him a little bit about it. Did he want to join so, a club further away that was helicopter friendly versus the one closer to him? So 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 I have a I have a really good question because th this you know this topic has always you know with my background and stuff it it's it's always eating at me in, in the sense of like what you just said, Steve, is we actually had an event at, at a field, the, the, the Southwest Heli Rodeo. So it was, we'll say three and a half days, not a single incident. The next year we went to have the event there again. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll save all the like backdrop of the, the, the whole stories and stuff on why it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, they said, yeah, helicopters are too dangerous. Okay, now hang on. Hang on. The, the topic is what makes up a good club? Is, is, a, is, is a good club going and joining a club that the airplane guys fly the runway and the helicopter guys are shoved in a corner where all the board members of the club – continue to be the board members and have all the rights to push the helicopter guys in the corner. Is, is there, or is a good club? Hey, the entire field is, is used by everybody. Uh, you know what? It, it could be opinionated. My opinion is, Hey, a club is a club. So there is no pushing somebody in the corner. Uh, it's, Hey, the runway is a runway. I watched the whole danger thing. I watched <laughs> at a pretty large event, a guy crash an airplane, a big airplane. I, I, I don't fly airplanes, so I don't know how big it was, but there were four or five airplanes in the air at the same time. The guy crashed and him and his buddy walked across the runway out into the field, While grabbed the flying. airplane while, while four or five airplanes are in the air, grabbed their stuff and came back, but helicopters are dangerous. And I'm like, hang on a minute. So I'm the guy that calls the bullshit flag, right? It's like, it's a cop out. So what is the real issue behind the difference between people that fly helicopters at a club and people that fly airplanes? There's not. It's just a perspective. I think it's the pattern. It. I mean, if you're a guy flying a big 3D airplane, right? you got a couple thousand dollars invested in this aircraft or a jet or something. And you've got myself or one of us guys literally sitting here dead center of the runway doing TikToks and pyro flips. That's an easier target to fly through than a guy in the pattern with you. So I can see that being an issue is the fact that both aircraft are flying different patterns and the patterns don't feel to me to be conducive to, um, avoiding an impact uh one of the clubs that mike and i go to occasionally here in, in, in phoenix area um 
we don't jump up in the middle of the field and fly while they're flying, but we're in the air three and a half, four minutes, five minutes. So we just wait our turn. When it's our, when a helicopter goes up, they give us a couple minutes to fly. It, it becomes you treat this as a community of people working together. Yep. You know that's what it has to. It has to be. A community yeah, and, and that's that's exactly how our club was for a long time. It was it was really you know toxic in a lot of ways, and it took us working together. And it was really neat because you know we we caught their attention when we'd speak up and we we we'd try to show comparisons, similarities in terms of you know their fears versus our fears, and then we have. You know, and then we have the um, the uh, the helicopter events that, that we had. Um, they would bring in larger numbers in terms of finances than the than the airplane events would, and so you know we were able to do a lot more you know for the club, and so they would take notice, right? Um, we would make sure to show up on you know uh, cleanup days, and uh, we would attend the club events and. Absolutely. Help them them at their events. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and, and it, and it became like in the, in my, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, screw these guys. Oh, screw that. But I'm thinking to myself, that's counterproductive. Right. You know, if I force myself on them and, and in a positive light, because I don't dislike these guys, they're grumpy, grumpy old men, most of them, right? They're just I'm out like, trying to do I'm, what we do. Yeah, but that exactly, sounds like Steve. Exactly. So then we <laughs> so then we then we go out there, you know, and uh then we then we go out there and and we start making relationships and building bonds and friendships, whether it was from helping them at their club fun fly at their fun flies, um, you know, showing up to the club meetings, showing up and, and helping with cleanup. And, and next thing you know, I mean, it is still to this day blows my mind when we show up and, uh, and we're all, we're all working together and, and living in harmony, you know? Um, so, so yeah, but Gregor, so, so you just, so what you just said is that there is no difference between airplanes and helicopters. The difference is being the, the new person and building a relationship as part of the club. Mm-hmm. right right like being part of the club and and so my point is how do you, how why does that have to take six seven eight nine twelve months to build a relationship <clears throat> where we're all in the same thing which is well a I, you know i think i think that um you know when now we're talking like now when we had some new guys show up to our event and or excuse me our club we had some newer guys show up and they were just they came by, they live about 30 minutes away. They were flying at the parks in Chico, California, and they were getting pinched out. They were getting shoved away. They would go find another open lot. And then the landowner would be like, Hey, I don't want you guys out here. You know, um, you guys, your airplanes are causing a disturbance, you know, and, and they kept getting pushed away and they, they're like, I don't want to go to a club because they were nervous about joining a club. And I'm sure we've all been there. You know, you go to a club and now other people that are, you know, oh my gosh, they're staring at me while I'm flying, similar to that feel of an event, right? And uh, they showed up to our event, and but I'm sorry, our club, and now and these guys, um, you know, we welcomed them with open arms. They started talking to the airplane guys first. I noticed that the airplane guys were super friendly with them. Um, then we started talking with them. They walked over to us. I flew one of my helicopters, and they were they had never seen anything like that, you know, other than on YouTube and such, and and. Uh, but you Next, fly big air. You aren't just down on the ground. So yeah. you're flying for an airplane guy doing big loops and big air 
Mm-hmm. I think those are some key things. I think that yeah. needs to be pointed yeah. out that you're not a smack on the ground right in your face. Where so, so you so so what you're saying is you have to change your whole flying style to get into a club. no no well no not at all. But 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 what I'm saying is what I'm saying is is that you know when we were speaking with them we were very friendly. So they they showed up and they were friendly guys on the airplane side and they were friendly guys. And now us airplane and helicopter guys we kind of like permanently made it separate only because the 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 tables and uh the the tables are definitely we have big tables and the airplane guys have their airplane constructed tables, right? So so it makes more sense, but my point is is that it took us air or helicopter guys years to build this relationship with our club to put it together to now fast forward to the future when these guys recently showed up and um and they the airplane guys welcomed them with open arms the helicopter guys welcomed them with open arms and now we're actually contemplating putting one of them on you know on 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 the team that the, you know is is you know, possibly one of the uh, one of the, the the board members. You know. Oh my gosh! It took it only took twelve years to get a helicopter guy on the uh, to be a board member. But but fast forward, fast forward. I think that's that's not the right way to look at it because fast forward because in his eyes, he showed up and it was that easy. He has no clue or idea. Okay, I got you. What it I was like you. previously. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so the point is, is that it takes us here and now. Yeah, to be able to repair those, to repair those bonds, you know, right. and, and to fix that so that, that, the, that our people to, of tomorrow can show up and have that kind of an experience. And I think that's, that's, what's really important. I don't think that it's, it's, I think it's a very narrow minded way of thinking. Um, but I think that, that Mike, you can change it, Steve, Greg, and myself, you know, people but like Greg us can change those airplanes. things. So I, I don't know about you. You start off with, did you start off with airplanes, Gregor? Um, oh, look, he's got a chai latte. Everybody, I did. Oh, he started off with boats. Brought dude. him out a chai latte. Nothing gay about that. Ron, you're such a sweetheart. Um, so, but no, you know, so it's all about respect. I see Josh Bone in here. He was an airplane guy. I see several people in here that, that were airplane guys that started mm-hmm. off there. Yeah. But it also well, goes back to respect. So, so what, I didn't. So, I didn't start off airplanes at my club. I did not. I, I came in helicopter guy. But, you know, okay, originally so, so I started. Me, so let me ask this. A, a club is a club. RC club is an RC club, right? So say your you club, think. a guy, but I'll just say, I'm just going to keep it real. A 17-year-old, male, female, doesn't matter, whatever, shows up with a basher. How's that person treated? It just well, depends it's a club. on the club. Yeah, it's yeah. RC, see, that's end, my dude. point, though. Like, yeah. it's RC like it, what we're talking about is is what makes a club a good club, right? To, to me, whether you're a basher, you're you're a drone person, you're an airplane guy, you're a helicopter guy, you're freaking motorcycles, boats, whatever. If you go to an RC club that that's a sanctioned AMA club, to want to join a club, you should not be looked at any different than anybody else is part of that club. And I agree, I agree. with you, Gregor. It, it's the thing that bothers me the most is the fact that and and you you said it, a lot of these guys are grumpy yeah. old men, right? And and I've seen that whatever. Old but dog that new trickles trick, down. Right? Yeah, that trickles down to the younger generation that it, it, that that's what they learn. 
And so my point to anybody listening or that will listen is that needs to be changed because at the end of the day, whether you're a kid and your parents are spending shit tons of money to, for you to enjoy a hobby, which is, it's more than just grabbing a controller and, and driving a car or anything like that. There's a lot of science put behind, you know, this, this hobby and stuff. Um, or, you know, you're a drone person, you're that could end up being freaking flying drones for the military someday, whatever the case is, is fix it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 Join a club and anybody out there that's board members and, and, and all that of clubs stop and think that, yeah, yeah, it's really a hobby to be with your friends, to mm-hmm. network, to have a good time, to. Sounds enjoy like you answered your own question there. Uh, yeah. Make friends, yeah. right? Make friends. Make yeah. friends. Oh, no, I'll answer my own question. Dude. But when you, but all right. So my son, my second oldest, when we were still flying airplanes, we would show up at an airplane field. We would back up. Before we would unload our car with our airplanes in it, Ryan would get out and he would say, let's pay respect to the Dons. And what he meant was is we would park and instead of just unloading to a table at the end of the runway and being in our little silo, we would walk down to the other guys and walk up and say, hi, I'm yeah. Greg. How are, how are you? And you would take a few minutes to be a part of that group. And they, and what we found was, is those guys would welcome us in, you know, some of the fields out here, like South of uh, Phoenix here on Atwater, you pay respect to the guys there. If you're the new guy and you walk in all cocky and I'm going to show you this and you push back, that's a good way to get yourself pushed out to the corner. But the other thing is, is a club, if a club truly understands how to be healthy, a healthy club, a healthy hobby comes from new members coming in. And if you yeah. drive people away, your club will shrink. Our mm-hmm. club was down to like a couple of us. And because there, we had a reputation in the Phoenix areas, that's where the 3D guys fly. And I don't know how it got that way, but we are now to the point where on any given weekend, instead of having two or three guys there, we got eight to nine guys there. Yeah. It's I think that's fantastic. I think, I think, you know, community involvement's really big too, you know, um, you know, and bringing in, you know, new members and, and keeping that, that good, healthy, um, you know, uh, the, the healthy communication, a healthy club is, is, you know, uh, community involvement, I think is super important. You know, I was uh, honored to go down and, and do a demonstration at the Mavericks uh, event at Amos in, in Lincoln, California. And, uh, the Mavericks was for, uh, young pilots, uh, under 18. And I shared with you guys last week, um, they had, uh, there was kids everywhere working on their own planes. I watched them crash them go, you know, they announced, they made an announcement. Hey, she cut down the runway. Kids would go grab their airplane. They bring them back and, uh, watching them repair them. Hey, do you have this part? Do you have a prop shaft? Do you have any, you know, any glue? Do you have any silicone? Do you have this, that, and the other and it was incredible to watch, but the way that Amos did this, they got so many new members. Was they they community outreach, community involvement. They reached out to the local aerospace museum and started advertising to their uh, young cadet, you know, their young uh, the young cadet crew or whatever it's called. Uh, they went to the um, it's a private airfield, but it's where they do a, it's a it's a, a full scale school for children, you know, okay. and. Um, 
And they went over there, started advertising. And next thing you know, I mean, these just start, right. the kids just started well, pouring in. Mike, I think it was very Simple important. C. Yeah. And you know what it did? You know, you know, what it did is it got a lot of the old grumpy men out there being mentors to these kids, you know, and then we brought in a helicopter event to this. Now, this is not my home field. Amos is not, but um, it gave me the opportunity to, you know, work with, with the club president to, to bring in a helicopter event. Now the old, the, the old grumpy guys welcome it because, you know, we bring in money, we're respectful, polite, and, you know, and it's just, it's just built relationships. And now they've got their own helicopter landing pad and area at Amos that they specifically built, which they always used to say, oh, you guys go over there, you know, and now it's like, yeah, you can come now over here an and share with us. Spot. Or, yeah, now it's an additional spot and it's, it's uh public, mm-hmm. it's, it's getting to know everybody. It's building good relationships, healthy relationships and communication. You know, I think that's just so important. Well, Mike and I in the comments, a lot of good suggestions in there. Yeah. So Mike and I work with uh, Paul Kopp here in Phoenix area doing STEM events. He's got a group where they will put together these kids get together and they build foam board airplanes and they go out and fly them all over the valley and they'll do their um, combat and they, 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 it's really neat. They get what, Mike, what, 60 to 80 kids we saw at the last one? Yeah, man. They got me banned from Facebook. <laughs> they, they, they literally. They, they did? Yes, they did. It's funny as hell. Starts and begins with me. <laughs> No, dude, so, right. so they had me be the commentator for the combat, uh, the air combat. That would have been interesting. Right? And so they, they coached me. You know, he, he briefs me on the whole thing and stuff, right? And I'm like, I, I've never done this before. And so I'm like, okay. And so they still have to coach me as the event's going on and stuff. And and I posted the video, or maybe Greg didn't. Well, no, but don't forget, when it, they put the was, airplanes in the air and there's like 30 airplanes in the air, it's easy to hit each other. When you get down to the yeah, last no, handful, it's, it's a big sky. So they've got a couple yeah. drones that they launch up. And what were those drones called? They say, release the assassins. They kicked me off Facebook, man. <laughs> they were the assassin oh, drones. Oh, so oh, Mike no. started talking about assassin drones. Facebook <laughs> flagged him, and, man, he got banned like Bob White. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's super cool though. We took the uh, the Mikado flight trainer yep. out to one. Uh, I know there's there's pictures on Facebook and stuff, but uh, you know it, it's a challenge because you know we we try to scale back on on some of the helicopters and things that we take to those type of events because the first thing we all know that people any any newbie that comes to a club that knows nothing about they look at your stuff. Say, how much does one of those cost? And then they never show back up again, right? So you go to a STEMI bit like this, which is a bunch of, you know, like grade schoolers, middle schoolers, and and the parents are like, you know, what's that cost? You're like, oh, it's only $20. But that's where you know, the, um, the flight trainer is great from a size standpoint, but those Goose Guys S2s, those are phenomenal entry-level devices for people at those events, being able to show them a helicopter that you could do that stuff with that's under 400 bucks. And you know what? That, that's a good point because there's now, and I, I don't know what the name of Mar. We have a, a, well, he lives in Tucson, but he, he comes up here often. We consider him a club member. He is. And um, he has one that, I don't know, Greg, what is it? But it, it's something that literally you can hands off the, the remote, right? Oh, yeah. It's got a stability mode where you can literally flip it upside down and it, you know, 
Uh, things like that is are things that I think every club, especially with helicopters, because they, they are a challenge to fly. You know, if you're a club out there and you have new people coming that are interested in helicopters, man, if have the club buy something like that as, as a demo and educate people on like, Hey, listen, you don't have to fly a, a 700, you know, that, that, that we would fly, but you could get into it with this. That's really easy to learn stick movements, you know, basic orientations and things like that. I mean, they're not that expensive, maybe three, $350, uh, you know, so have you, one of them there. You brought up, getting people into helicopters but what airplanes have you bought to hang out with people like did you buy a combat plane because honestly when you go and hang out with them and you combat them um they only get a little pissed when you completely knock them out of the sky and i did that to one guy he was talking wasn't paying attention i came around a loop and i just i just because we did full combat uh at livermore and it was with assassins it was fantastic when you could finally hit somebody but i think that's one of those things like joining up and even just buying a basic plane participating you know them. What's 200 bucks yep. for a foamy and go fly and go hang out and go show yeah. them that there's more to it, that you can follow the rules that you're, you are part of the club. Yep. Cause again, well, I, dude, I think that goes both ways. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, dude, because see, we're unique because our club, you know, that Greg and I here, uh, where we live, it's only helicopter. an airplane around the bowl. A bunch of yeah. grumpy old helicopter pilots, huh? Oh, they divided up three different areas. So there's a helicopter bowl, airplane bowl. So they've got us all divided geographically. Yeah. There you go. So I'm going to get, I, I think I'm you should do a, that, Mike. I am. I'm going to get a foamy, go down to the airplane bowl just to see like if these guys are cool or not. And I'm going to take your advice, Gregor. And hmm. I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to walk up like, Hey, I, you know, and try to build a relationship, see how long it takes uh, to to get into the club, right? Because I'll Can tell you, you right now, hugs, Mike. No, you, no, you need a hug. He's, a, he's upset. He is, he is upset. Come on, he is, he is upset. Come on, I got no, big arms dude, and a belly. Seriously, somebody comes to to our field, right? One of us always will reach out to them and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" If they don't first, right? Always, and we will, boom, dude. We it, it we happens feed all them. The time, man. <laughs> we buddy yeah. box with them. We yeah fix our helicopters we there's times where we will hardly fly at all because we spend all morning working on someone's machine and the right. really cool thing is it's not done with a look over your shoulder going great this again it's truly when you watch kramer or mike or i or lee or somebody just lean in and start working on someone's helicopter you can tell they're there because they're trying to get these guys in the air it's something they want oh. to do it's funny because um a buddy of mine he, he jammed me up one day because he's like, Gregor, he was, what the hell was that to happen to you today? And I'm like, the guy standing there when I got done flying, standing there with their transmitters in their hands, huh? And that literally happened to me. And there was like, there was like three or four guys standing there with their transmitters, just wondering if I can help them after I got done flying. And for me, it was like, dude, this is awesome. You know, if I could, cause man, how frustrating it was to learn this hobby. Right. right. You know, and, and if I can, help get them airborne and see a smile on it, dude, that is legitimate. And that was one of my favorite things was to help people have fun with the hobby to help get them going. And uh, I still love it to this day, you know, and um, you know, going back to what you, what you were saying, Mike, about getting a foamy um, there was a bunch of us uh, 
that ended up buying a bunch of foamy jets, right? And there was a few guys with jets out there and some of the airplane guys, and they'd all fly them together. And so then we showed up with some, and I recorded uh, uh, the Top Gun soundtrack. And uh, I parked my truck backwards, I opened the doors, and I'm like, we got jets, guys. And then I had a buddy of mine kick it on while we were all flying our jets, and we had a ton of us just trying to hit each other. And these are some of the grumpy old men that, it's rules out here. And next thing you know, we're trying to crash each other's stuff you know what nice. i mean i mean we were just you know and and those that built relationships and and uh some of a lot of those guys are still there today and we you know man they're just they're still flying their airplanes we still fly our helicopters and created a friendship we get along we created a friendship you know when you laugh side by side and we had a, a common interest even though it was their thing and then pretty soon it didn't matter that i had a helicopter what mattered was that we had a friendship I'm very proud of Wright, Wright Field in uh, Wright City, Missouri. Nobody flew a helicopter out there. I see pictures all the time now. There's five or six of them floating around. I got one guy flying, and uh, we started that conversation, and even the people that didn't want to do it ended up doing it. It was great. That's awesome. That was so cool. Very cool. Good Did we stuff. talk about location? I know we were chit-chatting. Oh, we got in a deep topic right there. You know, oh boy, we acceptance. That was... <laughs> so i don't know dude i just i always you know i i look back when i got into this hobby and it i didn't have youtube uh you know and i've said this before i i i had no club uh had no class. help no i don't i've always had class dude so glass did you say glass you say taste no taste taste you said taste class <laughs> Um, and uh you know i i remember uh, the, the club that i'm part of now is is was my my first and really only well now there's another club that I'm no longer a part of but uh and well i don't know i mean i'm a little older now so i probably wouldn't have uh i probably would have told greg listen dick what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> but he wasn't like that you know what i mean um and and so it, it, Greg's right because at the time there there was there's only a few people, and uh, and now to see it grow, and we have a good time, uh, you know, to to cook, and you know, hang out and stuff, help people, all fly, crash together, you know, all that good shit. Well, you know what Sunday is, right? See, Gregor, check us out. Sunday. What did we what did we coin this Sunday? What's Sunday, man? Handgun Heli Day. Oh, so yeah. after yeah. we fly, we're going over to the shooting range here in Queen Creek and we're going to go pew, 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 pew. Well, Michael go pew, pew. I'll go bang, bang. There you go. We but it, it's creating, it's creating a relationship with all these guys. Yeah. Becoming friends with them, helping them out, shoring them up, supporting each other. And recently we had um, our neighbor come out. So that's the other thing is, you know, I guess in hindsight, it's kind of weird getting your neighbor's 10 year old boy to come hang out with a bunch of guys in a field. It could be hmm. considered odd, but no, he's, he fly he drives RC cars. So I made a comment and said, Hey, you ever interested in helicopters? And he saw the helicopter. He goes, Oh, hell yeah. So was, he went out and spent the morning with us and he brought his two RC cars and the guys were driving his cars around the field, up and down the street. And he was buddy boxing on the helicopters. 
You know? That's awesome. Um, exposing the youth to helicopters, either through organized events like what STEM Plus C does, what you guys have talked about, outreach to the local schools. Mike and I have always tried to figure out, how would you ever get to like the science clubs at like a high school? Expose those kids to something. Get them to where they can learn about this type of technology. Because we think, think about it, a lot of good technology here that's educational. I think it's coming up with some paperwork, walk into the office, drop it off at the office to the science room, and just see if they're interested. Yeah. You know. And then how do you support it? Is, it? I, 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 don't, I don't know if uh, – I know I did. I, if you all got the, the notification from AMA, this is several months ago, there was a survey. Uh, I filled it out. I don't normally do that kind of stuff. Uh, but I filled it out and it was basically like, Hey, well, you know, what could the AMA do to, to help grow the hobby or, or your club? Uh, and that was, that was some of the comments that I made, Gregor. It's like, you know, Hey, we don't have a lot of money in our club. Uh, it, but it would be, it would be cool to be able to have the ability to have things to set up a school event or something, uh, you know, I don't care if they're the, what's the old school, like freaking the stick helicopter things or the little rubber band airplanes or, you know, something. Um, I never got any feedback on it. I think the buddy box is an excellent point. If you're going to go and do something like that, I think giving someone the experience, uh, mm-hmm. I let five people, I borrowed a V bar. Yes. Yes. All you V bros out there. I borrowed a V control from my buddy Jim. Oh, he stuck and, so uh, Yeah. Oh, we stand out, by. Yep. I gotta say, President's Day weekend, dude. Ten percent off, man. It was it was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was awesome the integration and just how easy they are to buddy box. But anyway, I took my 580 out there. I went out and buddy boxed, and I let anybody that wanted to fly it. They're like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing." I'm like, "Trust me, I got it." And all the other airplane guys that had already flown got several people that were like totally hesitant about flying a helicopter. And I let them fly it. And they got to experience it firsthand. And I didn't let them get too crazy. But a couple of the guys that, oh, I can do this. I let them get right down on the ground until I took back over on that thing. And their face was like, oh, my God. But yeah. And it's actually the best. I super enjoy that kind of stuff. And I think uh, back to the community thing you keep preaching there, Mike. I think the community in establishing that. Um, being open-minded and keeping a smile on your face. Yes, even I can smile. Um, I can't Aww. believe politically correct from time to time. That's how I'm still employed, I think. <laughs> so what makes That's a good awesome. location for a club, though? I mean, Arizona, like, man, it's 365, dude. But then you don't have a build season. And I think people could join in. So you got, like, I see whoa, Justin whoa, Cox whoa, in here and George's in here. Hang on. You said you don't have a what season? Build season. Dude. People from the what? Midwest and the East Coast. Dude, well, wait a East minute. Coast. You said build season? Build. Yeah, we have a whole season. We build stuff. Wait, dude, our build season is four months. It's a hundred and freaking 20 degrees, dude. Okay, so you guys kind of reverse what we do then, huh? In the summertime. You guys still, I know Greg flies. That, We're still that flying. right there, he flies. What do you no, fly? Like I'm, 52 I'm, uh oh, Brian Sands. A, Brian Sands knows what a build season, season is. Build season. Ah, oh, dude. That's the time when you pack your shit up and go somewhere. <laughs> hey, I get it. We're I'm, out there I'm at 115 at 11 o'clock in the morning, still flying helicopters. Greg knows why I'm laughing. Yeah. Now, our build season's from 12 o'clock in the afternoon till about 
seven o'clock at night. <laughs> right? No kidding. It's just too, too dang hot, right? Dude, we're all installing <laughs> mini splits in our garages. <laughs> I got a mini split at the field. Sits right next to me. <laughs> there you go. I got the icy breeze, man. But, you know, you talk about location. One of the things that we're run into is so a, a, a flying field gets set up in a location. And then, and like in Arizona, houses and facilities and buildings encroach upon the field. And then now you've got a building that's literally at the edge of your field. Um, we've got a Niagara water plant that the scale or the, the soaring airplanes, the glider airplanes seem like they love landing on top of that building. You know, one of the things that I think it's key to location is having a location where you can fly your devices, your aircraft, your things, and be far enough away with a buffer between you and the rest of the planet. So that if you have a problem, you don't land in someone's backyard. Because that's when we start having problems. If you start flying airplanes or helicopters into someone's backyard, you're going to find your field gone. So that I think a location that has a buffer zone, that has good access, parking, you know, and if you could be organized to allow multiple disciplines to act on site without them feeling like they're the redheaded stepchild. A location right. where you could actually cook. I mean, dude, I, I wouldn't uh, – listen. I mean, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't be able to deal if we couldn't like bring the grill out, cook, throw some food down, right? And we do it all too, man. Like, we yeah, we see it all the time. On the grill. <laughs> so when I had... come out there, I'm going to expect an entire spread like Seriously. dedicated to me. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't know what Javier is going to be making me, but it's going to be something nice. Oh, they brought out pickled tomatoes a couple weekends ago. Oh, dude, that was the funniest shit ever, man. I want pizza, Mike. Oh, I want to try the dough. The Mike dude has dough. been perfecting the dough. I want to oh, try God. the dude dough. Dude, dude dough. dough. No, but Brian Sutter is like he's he's. I haven't had his stuff, but I mean, he talks a good game, man. I think he can really pull it off. Uh, it's fun, man. I mean, it's you know, I I I made a comment a couple weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, I need to turn this club president shit over to somebody else, man, so I don't have to cook every weekend. <laughs> But I, I mean, I enjoy it, and, it, and you know, it's uh, it's fun times, man. Uh, Memorial Day, you know, uh, Memorial Day weekend last year. See, I think everybody. That's something. another. You made me think of something. So, something else that's worked really good is uh, some of our helicopter club members um, brought these hot dog, uh, the hot dog bun toaster thing, right. and. Uh, had a little hot dog cooker in it and everything. And, and, uh, we started, some of us brought chips, mayonnaise, mustard, relish, sauerkraut. And it's like, Hey, airplane guys, you guys want some dogs? Mm, let me see what you got. Yeah. I'll take the next thing. You know, we're all hanging out as a group munching dogs, you know, and just, yeah, you another, know what they call that? Just a hobnobbing. No, no something we can't <laughs> no. say on the air. No, it's just no they call that. They, they call it psychological reciprocity. Oh, right. since, not since where I you, thought you were going. No, yeah, I know, man. But, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they, they morally feel bound to give you something back because you freaking took hot dogs with We fed them. Shit. We fed them. You know, and, and, and just <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what we did, huh? But that you goes know, to, that goes back to that's community. exactly community. what you did, dude. Okay, huh. we'll let you fly for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that I goes back to creating community. 
is by create yeah. by food, feeding each other, you're communing over a, over a meal, you're breaking bread together, and you're getting people to stop and share as a human being with each other. So yeah. we had an interesting thing come up last weekend. We had two Mesa Parks and Rec guys show up at our field, and they said that the city had some BLM land, some state land that they had to do something with, and one I think 120 acres, Mike. He said 140. 140 acres. And they want to do something in RC. And we told them we would love to participate with the other RC groups so that we could create a um, field <laughs> that all the different would serve the full RC spectrum drones, trucks, climb, rock climbers, um, bird watchers. That's not RC, but once again, create a space that people could, it would draw people to the area. The more people that get drawn to the area for other activities would expose them to RC. How many times can a kid walk by a bunch of RC cars and airplanes and helicopters flying and not say, Mom and Dad, let's stop. I want one. And, Mike, how many times have we had people come by in the last month alone that just stopped and said, I come by here and I see these things flying and I want to just stop and watch. And we yeah. go out of our yep. way to bring them in and to talk to them and explain to them and get them involved so it, yeah it just... and you know it's it, it's funny because uh i wasn't there when the the park rangers came and i was later because it's cold this time of year for me it was, but, it was uh, below 60 um that greg told me and you know what this i'm not even kidding man the first thing i said is dude that would be so cool to have an rc facility where they had like a, a truck or a car track and an airplane field and a helicopter field and a drone racing field. See, I, I didn't say I didn't say anything about oh dude, we could have a dope helicopter field. I right. for, my first reaction was the entire hop. Yeah. And I think my point, me talking earlier, the thing that pisses me off about going to a lot of clubs, they're older, they're established, they're all sanctioned under the AMA, but it's the segregation piece that just Freaking, it just drives me nuts, man. It, it, it's like I, everything I mean, else. Just got to work through it, right? Yeah. yeah. The change has got to start with you. You know what I mean? I hate That's to right. put that on you, but it, it starts does. here with us. You got to force it. You know, if, if we don't like it, force ourselves on them. You know, uh, you know, be like, hey, they just don't know us right. yet. Once they know us, they'll love us, right? That's it. That's it. All right. What else is on our list to talk about? We have not we have one more announcement we never facilities made. Facilities like bathrooms, like how do you deal with that? <laughs> Bathroom. Gregor, you know that you was probably that was cover the list. that one considering <laughs> how you started tonight. Was it bad? <laughs> <laughs> this so, is normally how we are before and after the podcast, and while we're talking about how we're going to do the podcast, because let's go back to the community standards of this. What what makes a good club? Having fun, right? Yep. Bert said it. Um, how many people have said having fun? That's the point. Percent. Are you okay there, Mike? Are you? Yeah. You got to go to the bathroom. I can't do this because it's great. What did I do? You got more. You got better sound effects than I do. <laughs> yeah, he does. Come on, give us he some sound effects, man. I don't know. I don't know what to give. Nope. And then you got Ken Marshall that oh, just chimed in. He just makes his own field, and he has. Shitters all over the place. Very nice, high quality ones. Were you talking put about the little, pilots? Put, 
Yeah, I'm not talking. Well, I got too many of the pilots on the thing to 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 say anything bad because they do awesome stuff. Um, I'll put a little plug in here for the Ranch Heli Beaters that's coming up in April. It's a fantastic time, is it not? Who who's not been? Mike, you've been, right? Yeah, I've, been. I've never been yeah. there. It's a fantastic I fell asleep time. there. They harassed me. Oh, Was that's that sitting right. around the you fire did. pits? Yeah. The uh, what are those called? The uh, smudge spots. Pot. Smudge pot. Dude, do not I, be the first I, I person still, to fall asleep. I still the the year that I went to Ken's Fun Fly, <laughs> I still will never forget. It was the most epic crash that I have ever witnessed. I don't think it will was ever be Donnie. Taught. No, Gregory, you know awesome. who it was. Jordan I can't McFarland. remember. I can't remember the guy's name, but you all know it was the inverted tail first across the deck. Boom, into the horse trailer. Into <laughs> <laughs> the fence. That uh, who, was, yeah. that I'm was, sitting uh, by the smudge pot, and I'm sitting there in front of the smudge pot, right? And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Here, is he going to pull up? Is he going to pull up? Bam. I think someone said, nope. I think there's trailers down there. Bam. <laughs> that was Garrett. I mean, it was, yeah, that was Garrett Oku, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, totally <laughs> awesome. What a blast oh my. that was. I was that down was... at that end, sitting there when he smashed that thing in there. I'm like, oh, my God. Mike, Ouch. are you coming to the ranch this year? Me? I am, dude. I am. Okay. Mikey's going to be there. Alex Steam is just asking, so. Yeah. I yep. got a helicopter Mikey needs to deliver. I'll be flying. Oh, you're flying? Huh? I am. Man, flying. our listeners were on it. They were like, Garrett Oku. <laughs> They're calling oh. him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's I mean, awesome. And- I mean, there were some other crashes that weekend too, but yeah. those were actually like dangerous crashes that, yeah. you know, those won't be forgot about either, but his was epic, man. That was like so dope. He's like, <laughs> I was just getting ready to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> but the way, the way he Two like kids later. crashed and smashed it into a million paces and they're like, eh, shit happens. Well, it's it's done. Really awesome. Yeah. Dude, what's done is done. Thing, I mean, it was yep. like dope, man. It's like, shit, all of a sudden the lights are just, well that's what's interesting yeah, so beautiful. technically you see the light go out first before you hear the sound right that's kind of what yeah that's kind of what happened Ooh, that's deep that's too deep for a helicopter podcast oh, man. that was way deep dude. that's awesome that was like Ken does have a super nice nice yeah. uh, facility that's, well, all right uh, and that's so mike you went on about people and, and helicopter people not meshing with airplane guys but we have an East Coast, West Coast thing. And because I've flown on the West Coast, I've flown in the mountains, I've flown in the Midwest, I've flown on the East Coast. Um, you know, I've been all across the way. And it, there is this whole disconnect. Um, and it, it, it's kind of the same as planes and helicopters, to be honest with you, in, in some well, respects. I, you know what, I think dude? so. I'll tell you right now. Like, uh, I wish that I could hang out with all my East coast buddies more. Um, thank God for Urcha being like a kind of a central located event. And, and I, I, a week after I leave that place, I can't wait to go back just to hook up with guys, you know, from the East coast and, and hang out and stuff with them for a week. You're not from the East coast, dude. So stop. Uh, no, I'm so just going to let you I, rewatch this and listen to what you just said. But anyway, you go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't, um, I don't think there's a huge disconnect because I don't ever feel like that 
when when we're all back together, you know, like at Urcha, I would I don't think I'd feel like that if I if I made a trip to the East Coast to go to one of the East Coast events or something. I chill out. Anything at RCHO, I've never seen anything like it anywhere. If you like, everybody should go to Urcha one time. Everybody should go to an RCHO event one time. It is a party. I mean, it's a fun flight. Don't get me wrong. There's two flight stations, and there is nonstop having fun the entire time. Um, and That's they're all awesome. different. The one up in Nebraska, um, I'm totally drawing a blank on the name of them. Uh, but Jeff Jeff and them all do that up there. And, the Waverly. Uh, Dwayne. Yes, the one that, that Greg is talking about going We're, we're going to go oh, there. We're this, going, dude. Right? We're I'm, going. I'm planning on going, too. Yep, I'll and, be there, uh, too. It's, they're cool. all different, and they're all so unique and so cool. Um, and they're all awesome clubs. They're all completely different, but they're all totally unique and cool. But you know what, Steve? Um, and if you go to Livermore, you need to bring some Loctite. Everybody bring a little thing of Loctite, and you can give a container to Jordan McFarland. We should all donation. bring in Loctite. We should all Everybody bring Jordan McFarland. Bring a container sorry. of Loctite. Sorry, Jordan. If you've not seen that epic picture, I'll post it with this episode. And oh, if, Mike, uh, if you weren't there to watch that tail fly apart while Pesci was flying that thing and then landed uh, it, uh, uh, an award, out, needs, an award was, needs to go to the photographer, too. Just saying. Oh, my that? God. Was that Satinder? I Probably. It was an epic shot. I think it was it, pulled from a video, but it was still awesome. Yes, you're right. It was. Pull that shit up right. right now, man. What? No, but, I did not. Steve, you talk that. about East Coast versus West Coast. I mean, last year, I've been to, I've been to Winter Bash twice. And to be honest, when I show up at the Winter Bash, it feels like I'm flying with the same guys that fly out here. Everyone's easy going. Everybody's laid back. Is Alex Dean still Florida's watching? Different. Because I'll tell you what, Alex Dean and I. Florida's different. So come on, dude. It's yeah. still the East Coast. Yeah, but you know, Mike and I get on a camera and we get stupid. I tell you what, Alex Dean and I get on a camera and Alex Dean and I get stupid. Mike, if we get you and I and Alex in the same camera, it's gonna be an epic stupid moment. Oh my god! We god. just go on. That's all I'm gonna hear. So we put you, Absolute. Alex Dean, and Mike on the camera at one time. Is oh, that too much great. stupid in one camera? Probably. We'd it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot. Um, but I don't it's, know, it, dude. But it's fun. You, you have a good time. You laugh. You enjoy things. To me, that's what I love about these events. Is it's. I mean, Did Gregor, you, you made a comment Alec? one time. You walk down the flight line, hugging it out, and you walk back down the flight line, coming back, getting punched in the shoulder. You know. <laughs> Did you said Alex Dean, man? And I know we had a blast at the rodeo this past year, at around the smudge pot with our with our one dude, right? But uh, the year before that. I knew when I think of the rodeo and I think of Alex, he we had a I, I don't I can't remember his name, Greg, but the dude that was trying to like teach everybody how to run the smudge pot, how to run the smudge pot, and so he looks up, dude, he's got spit all over, all over his yeah. face. God, who was that? I I don't know why I'm forgetting who that was, but everybody's like. He go kill Didn't that happen to like, Alex too? Didn't that happen to Alex? He had black all over him, and I'll never get that image out of my. Alex, face, you got to chime it? in on this. Didn't you wear black from the smudge pots? <laughs> <laughs> he just we gotta wait. It's about thirty seconds delay. It looks like. Yeah, there is. It's but better dude, than problem, what it was. It was a lot worse, dude. But the problem was, is like didn't know it. So. As you, as Apparently, Donnie Pesci's the one that videoed that, says Ken. 
Gotcha. He's like, oh yeah, I know. I got shit all over me. Senior, senior, didn't. Yeah, senior. Oh shit. Too much. If you guys haven't seen Alex Dean Nightfly, I don't know. They're all different. Every one of these fun flies is different. They have a different vibe for me, but that's just me. Oh yeah. And it's not bad. I wasn't saying any one was better or worse than the other. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what's neat is anywhere you go, though, you just feel like you're hanging out with your buddies. Alex yeah. says, was it Donnie Pesci Sr.? Don Pesci with the smudge pot? Yeah, I think it was. I think he's right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the last year. He didn't bring his out this past year. Because right, we, we, we had two. We yeah. had two for the rodeo. And his was, you know, kind of, it, it, it's kind of older and stuff. And it was getting clogged up and leaking. So, I, I, can't remember, I can't remember what the dude's name was. But it, I, was, I thought it, I thought it, it was Don that got blown up in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it would—I I can't remember the guy's name, man. But he's like, "Oh no, he grabs the blower. Like That's what he did. He grabbed a leaf blower. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who so was? How many, <laughs> so, how many people are friends of are part of a different club? So, the Ranch Heli Beaters, for example. I think there's people from all over the country that are members of the Ranch Heli Beaters, and they go out to attend that thing. Just like uh, I haven't been in the Florida. Uh, event uh, since 12, 13, when they were still calling it whatever it was back there in Orlando Heli Blowout, OHB. Yep. yep, that was the last time. And it was a different vibe. It was great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. It's so cool to go to different settings. And I think the settings, the locations make a real big difference. I can't wait. I have to make it out to your guys' event uh, this year. I keep saying I'm going to come and I keep finding an excuse not to. And I am. It is on my list. I am really trying hard. Although I don't know, you you said you're not coming to ours, right, Greg? So uh, maybe. Which I'm one's yours? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm uh, the ranch. It's not. Yeah, mine, I'll be in the. I'll be in the Philippines. There you go. The Philippines. Rassel and sharks. I'll be enjoying be Jeremy and Justin's fine cooking. There you go. No um, reason. All right. I don't know, dude, but I know those breakfast sandwiches were oh. way dope. Hey, before we forget, we have to announce the other winner. The other winner of what? But everybody that's joined is a winner. Come on that's now. That's true. But someone won that battery. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Someone from Texas. By? Who was that fine Texas, battery that's provided right. by? The Mania hey, X So battery. I am not a Maniac sponsored pilot here. I fly whatever the hell I want. I have SMC. I have Maniacs. I have Pulse. Well, why'd I you have, say that? What do you call it? Because Maniacs provided a battery well oh, yeah. i guess uh technically frank provided the battery but from maniacs kind of thing right greg yeah alex lose so, donate the battery for us they have a sale right now they're 10 percent off and i went and bought some 6s packs to fly in the soxos cup and i got a phenomenal deal i just bought them tonight so the sale goes on through the 18th i'm just going to put a little plug in right here for them there thank you go. very much we appreciate you doing that I'm not a sponsored pilot, and uh, there's a lot of good batteries out there, but I appreciate the people that uh, support our fun fly, or support so, our hobby. With that in mind, we have a person who liked, shared, and commented on our last battery episode, episode 24, right? And um, the first person that won was the ISDT K4 Charger. That was Jimmy Tate from Philly. The second guy that won was the Maniac 6S Pack, and that was... A guy from Texas. 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 Where's Texas at? Somewhere west of the Mississippi. 
Um, Buda? Buda, Texas. Maybe Alex can chime in here and let us know. Texas, is that a whole other country? I was going to say, I thought, yeah. Don't they got their own borders now? Their own borders. So it's Texas. His name, I don't know if I can say the the last name right, but Richard R.C. Spiegel? Richard Spiegel Spiegel? from Buda, Texas. Richard Spiegel, Buda, Texas. Buda. So, like the so Richard and Jimmy, we will reach out to you after the podcast to get your shipping information to send you what you have won. All that we ask, we should at least ask them to take a picture, holding it up, and post it on the main on the uh, Maximum Collective YouTube page. Right? That would be awesome. That yeah. would be cool. Facebook man. page. Facebook page. Please. Facebook page. Yes, so, all right. So we'll get that out to you guys. Congratulations, guys. That's yeah. awesome. And thanks for listening. See, Alex said, what's the USA? <laughs> <laughs> Truly the Texas attitude, right? Oh, there. and Richard helps host oh, their, God, their fun flying Texas. That's cool. You know? All right. All right. What else we got? Or are we running out of time? I think we're well, I mean, running, we're it, running it to the end. Or something. I'm sure these people are all tired of listening to this by now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't, right. I mean, I don't really have anything else. I, I just say that, you know, we hit a lot of good points. Uh, I think the willingness for club members to help you at a club, the community service, the being together, helping each other, uh, having a good time networking. Um, being geez. nice. Well, that, that doesn't always happen, dude, but, uh, you know, 90% of the time. Right? This is Steve O'Connor oh. saying, just be but, nice. You know, the Steve other thing. Connor. I'm just saying, anybody like, that knows me is laughing <laughs> at that comment right there. Yeah. I think it I think it's important uh that, that everybody's uh inputs and stuff are valued. So, you know, that's just some of my things that like, hey, if you're out there you're listening to this, you're like, hey, I'm gonna go find a club that's close to me. Uh you know. Look at look at some of those things. Uh, you know, uh, do you have to build a relationship for a year? My opinion's no. If you do, I'd find a different club uh, because that's not what this is about. It's it's about a hobby of being able to walk in, present yourself, and and you know fit right in with with other people. And you know, for me, if that wasn't the case with Greg and them back uh, when I first, I, there ain't no way, dude. I would have just walked out and said, oh, I'll go somewhere else, uh, yeah. but it wasn't. So I'm thankful for that. And we have a, we have a great club. So, um, you know, you can always reach out to us on this podcast to, and, and say, Hey, I have a problem. You know, how would you guys handle this? I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I will dude. hundred percent. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, Awesome. This is fun. Time to auto on out of here. Is that my key line? Is that where I step in? I think think that's your key line. Time to auto. Send us your fun flies. If you want to advertise them. And then we also have, what is, uh, he calling that, um, totally forgetting the other name of the fun fly or the other name of the other podcast. It used to be something else. And then he changed the name. Road Road revolution. Road to revolution. Not that I don't listen to your fun cast or your fun cast. 
I'll, I'm just going to stick to drinking here, okay? Yeah, you it's, can't it's, talk, man. You've it's lost 11.30 it. and I'm through drinking. <laughs> You've completely uh, lost it. Um, check out, uh, I know Contrast. Revolution is also trying to push for the fun flies. So if you're interested, one of the things coming to the East Coast, finding where the fun flies are, when they are, can be difficult. If you want your fun fly advertised, let us know. We'd love to put it on the show and let it, people know to come visit it. Um, so do that. And then, yep. And if you guys have input, please, by all means, comment on this and let us know what you thought of this. Um, it only took us an hour to get this up and running. So we've been going for two and a half hours now. Yeah. Right, and we're sorry we were now. late. We meant to get started way earlier. We did. We did for the East Coast folks. And then we technical difficulties. We shouted out to Rotor Revolution, but you know, there's the Heliheads. They're always Heliheads, out there trying yep. to push and advocate for the hobby. There's, um, oh, Skids Up. Skids Up. Skids Up. Uh, they're always advocating for the hobby. A bunch of good guys there, good information. Um, Telerotor still does podcasts every now and then? I haven't seen one from them in a while, but I could be, could be wrong. And so I also want to shout out here really quick. Yeah. I also want to shout out podcast uh, and, you know, put your input in and be nice. This is Steve O'Connor. This is confusing. It's time to auto and out of here and be nice. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.